Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Hybrid Movies, episode 61. I'm your host, as always, Nick, and I'm joined by Michael. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Glad to be back <laughs> on another episode of Hybrid Movies. We got some good topics, and I hope you got your cups of tea and coffee and enjoy this episode. And your booze and your your green and all that. Yeah, and we got James, oh, everything. too. Uh, hi, Leo neighborinos, and happy 2319. Oh yeah, it is 2319. Also, right before we started recording, we were talking about uh, public transportation and weird stories, and and James was talking <laughs> <laughs> the D.C. area, everybody takes the metro, so it's like New York or something, I guess. Like, Oh yeah. So yeah. you don't drive? There's no Uber or anything? or. I mean, there's there's Uber and, and whatnot, but if... But, like, so, like, the best times, like, to take public transportation in D.C. would be during the weekdays, because that's when everybody's going to work. Yeah, um, but it's dangerous, though. It's, no, it's, it's, rel- it's, is it's relatively, relatively safe. It's as dangerous, I mean, there's a few dangerous points here and there, but, like, not, but I wouldn't consider it enough to be, you know, like, an epidemic, Right. It's no, only like, dangerous if you see Liam Neeson on your train. Then you know there's a problem to be had. Exactly. Like, or like, or like, or like Michael. They there's public transportation in Toronto, right? Yeah, the TTC is massive. Every, everyone complains about it, but like, like it's it's huge. Yeah, but is it dangerous? No, TTC is chill, man. It's pretty, Toronto's dangerous though. There's been a lot of like shooting. Actually, this summer was really hot, but. Uh, completely unrelated to movies. They got all these shootings and stuff. stuff. But it's act- I think to statistically, it's been not as bad. Like they got bazookas there. <laughs> we got well, actually, we have a lot of people filming movies and TV shows too. So there yeah. might be bazookas. Yeah, Toronto. Titans is filming actually in Toronto. Yeah. Right now. Also, the yep. scary stories movie filmed there. Yeah, that's very true. You could have been an extra in it. I should have. I wish I was a scarecrow. God damn it. What? <laughs> I would actually love to be a, an extra in a film, but like I just like whenever they ha- like I hear about it and I'm just too lazy. Like I know Shazam was shooting because uh, they opened up the new you studio not the too kid. long ago. I did meet the kid from Shazam. Oh my god! Um, I forget. What, uh, do you know his name? I don't recall. Off the top Asher. Of my head. Asher. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like his like his buddy. Yeah. I was coming out of a condo. It was like just like a you know a night of like having fun, and then I saw this kid and I turned around. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I was like. I was like, oh, shit, Shazam. And he's, like, shaking his head. He's like, oh, shit, yeah, man. And I was like, dude, good luck on the movie. He's like, thanks, man. And I'm like, no problem, bro. (laughs) We went about our day. (laughs) Oh, dang. That sounds like a good night. (laughs) It wasn't... Dang, you didn't get to meet William Haynes, though, in a park. Oh, man. Like Aaron. It would have been great, man. Celebrity Stories with Aaron should be a new segment (laughs) on the series. Yeah, that's got to be an After Dark podcast. Anyways, James, how have you been recently? I've been well. Been well. Um, it's starting to warm up a little bit here. Uh, we just got through a deep freeze, which was terrible. Well, not as terrible as, say, like maybe in Chicago or in North Dakota, but still pretty cold. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, what? It's been snowing in Toronto, too, right? Oh, it's Snowed been in, it's dude. been disgusting, dude. It literally last week it was Snowpiercer in the city. Like you could you couldn't distinguish it whether it was real life or a scene from the film because it was just so much snow. Um, cars were buried up to the window. It was just a mess. But luckily, 
everything's been cleaned up now for the most part. Still piles of snow everywhere. I was I actually fell when I got off the transit uh, on Friday, but yeah, luckily things are better, and I've uh, been enjoying movies, which is good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. interesting. Well, it hasn't been snowing here, but it's been raining pretty bad. This oh yeah, crazy storm that started like on Wednesday. I think today is the last day of it. And for what? any new listeners, Nick, where where are you from? In LA. Hey. The rainstorm. But it was it was pretty bad because I remember so we did um this week has actually been kind of eventful, like Tuesday night. No. You were out or no, you no, 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 Wednesday place, night. Right? Wednesday night. We went to this the Stan Lee tribute event that was hosted by um like his company and then Kevin Smith was there and uh Spill the Beans, man, how was it? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Actually, I don't want to talk oh. about it because it wasn't that great. <laughs> oh, serious? Oh, oh. that's <laughs> anticlimactic. I was hoping for like you. You won't believe the stories we had. Like, every- okay, damn. Well, I mean, I wish it was like that, but it was, in my opinion, really poorly managed and like run and put together. Like in terms of uh, red carpet stuff. So normally on the red carpets, like it is pretty. Like you're pretty packed in there. You know, you're kind of shoulder to shoulder sometimes with people and the spacing is not great um but this one was like beyond that it was like to the point where you can't even move like you're literally just like corralled into behind these bars uh on the carpet and they like massively overbooked it there was way too many there's like 40 outlets maybe like on a script like just trying to like have any kind of space and Every outlet had two people with them, so, like, you're literally, like, I couldn't even get an angle at, at a certain point in the night, because uh, we were trying to shoot video interviews, at a certain point, I was like, Aaron, this isn't working, like, I'm, we should just do audio at this point, because, like, I literally can't film you properly, like, I was getting his chin in the frame, and, like, the girl's <laughs> oh head in front goodness. of us and stuff, I'm like, dude, like, this is not working. <laughs> So, so did you manage to get, like, any any interviews with people, like, despite got, the difficulties you had? we got, like, five interviews, and we met, like, some celebrities. We met uh, Wesley Snipes, like, Sean Gunn, some other people. It just, oh, dope, dope. it was, uh, another thing that, I mean, I feel like it kind of sucks that I have to talk shit about this event, but honestly, like, it was really poorly run, and not to mention, they had a huge celebrity guest list that was supposed to be there, and I want to say at least a quarter of them didn't show up at all that whole night Mm. and of the celebrities on the list there's maybe 10 pages of celebrities maybe one fourth of those pages actually walked the carpet and did interviews while the rest of them just were uh part of like panel discussions inside so it was yeah it was very disappointing and I, i went through a pretty tough time to get us even confirmed to cover the event it was like a major headache because Oh, man, the company that was running it, I don't know what their deal was if they haven't, like, had to put together an event like this before, but it was just, like, literally, I didn't get confirmed in, like, the details until the night before, which is, like... Nick is spilling the tea here. We got exclusives. It's like, <laughs> dude, like, personally, I don't have, like, a ton of stuff usually every day going on, but imagine, imagine I was from, like, Variety or Hollywood Reporter or something, like, I had, like, tons of stuff lined up, like, every day. Imagine, like, I'm waiting... To like nine o'clock the night before, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, here's all the stuff." Um, so see you there. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can imagine that'd be a little annoying. It's like, bro, like I got shit to do. Like I can't be waiting all night. But besides the red carpet fiasco, which was another thing, they actually had like a. It was inside the Chinese theater for anyone wondering. So 
after the red carpet was over, we went inside the Chinese theater. They had like different guest speakers kind of talk about their life experiences with Stan Lee and mm-hmm. uh, Marvel and everything. They had a bunch of beautiful comics and movies and TV shows. Um, was Feige there? Who? Oh, Feige. Feige was not there, surprisingly. Hmm. I guess he was busy or something. He just couldn't make it. Um, but as for that portion of the night, it was okay. But at, at a certain point, it kind of became like almost like boring I guess you could say like I was kind of falling asleep but I guess because we hadn't eaten and we were like it was late we didn't get out of there it's like midnight almost um but man that was a long night it was a long night and then the the next morning at 9am we had to leave to go see Alita and that's when the so this is all me this is a very long winded way of saying how (laughs) no this is a very long winded way, way of saying how uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning, rather, when the rainstorm really started, that's the morning we went to see Alita. Where we were half awake, driving where we could hardly see because the rain and everything on the freeway. So it was, that was a tough couple of days. I didn't get much sleep between those two days. <laughs> Nick, are things okay? <laughs> better now, yeah. So. It was good. So through the rain, you went through that. Through the yeah. the the mediocre event, yeah. you managed to see Alita. Nick, how was Alita? Alita was really cool. I really dug it. And we got to see it uh, in Dolby 3D, too, which was a nice Ooh. surprise. Oh. Because that's the first time I've ever seen a Dolby movie, which is weird because my local AMC that's, like, a couple miles away from me has Dolby, um, but I just never go to see Dolby stuff. I just am like, eh, I'll just see IMAX because I prefer the bigger screen. But it was cool mm-hmm. to see it in Dolby. Like, it was a different kind of experience, I guess. Um, but the movie was really good. Uh, it's it's kind of getting m- mixed to negative reviews, surprisingly, but I have a feeling this is going to be a movie that audiences like more than critics. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Kind of like Venom, and um, uh, what's another one that was kind of like shifted to? Um, Ooh, recently? Yeah, recently. I don't know how audiences felt about Glass. I didn't actually look at like the audience reviews. Well, for yeah, it. I think I think I think Glass. Uh, a lot of people prefer liked the audience members. I mean, it's making money still, so I yep. guess. But I I liked Alita way more than like Predator and Glass, and probably Venom too. It's a better movie than Venom, but wow, yeah. And like James Cameron, like he'd wanted to make this movie like for years. Yeah, I think since like two thousand, he was like trying to get this made or something. So do you think this is? Uh, there wasn't an anime for Alita, if I'm not mistaken. There was a manga though, right? No, they did do a movie of it, an animated movie. Okay, so the, has anyone talked about like the whole idea of like anime films making a comeback, or this is a first like real W? Or I think it, it's a, it's one of the better ones for sure. Definitely, uh, I feel like they did it justice because it was funny. Aaron and I haven't seen the the movie or anything. I've seen some of the manga, like the comic and whatever. Like it looks mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, but when we were driving home, Aaron was watching a little bit of the movie. It's on YouTube, I think. And he was like, wow, this is, like, shot for shot what's in the live-action movie, too. Like, they did it, like, perfectly, almost. Um, yeah, because I, I, I was expecting some articles to just, you know, be, come through the woodworks, like, oh, like, you know, this is going to be maybe a, a good sign of direction for future live-action animes, especially with films like Your Name uh, coming up and, you know, I think mm-hmm. My Hercatemia, a couple others. Um, I thought that might have been mentioned, but I guess not. There's already mm-hmm. a live-action My Hero Academia. It's called Sky High. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. You're right. 
word. I didn't put that together. Holy crap. Dude, why did my hero copy Sky High? Yo, I think I think we have a case here. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did why did Sky High copy Harry Potter or you know, All right, we're gonna we're gonna be going down the rabbit hole. Also, uh, to your to, before we go to the, uh, our movies, uh, the upside had a pretty uh, disconnect between critics and audiences as well, eh? Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, it got it's a it's on Rotten Tomatoes at least, depending if you use that. Forty uh, percent from the critics and eighty-seven by audience members. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I can attest that we've had a lot of people come for the upside. At my what about Alita? Well, Lita's not out yet. It doesn't come out till Valentine's Day. <laughs> are there yeah. pre-sales? Uh, I mean, we are selling t- we are selling tickets for you know 14th onwards, but we haven't like have any preview screenings. <laughs> right. We did ha- we did have one yesterday for How to Train Your Dragon three. That was crazy, huh? Well, I didn't work. Well, I didn't work that day, so doesn't oh, bother okay. me none. <laughs> yeah, Josh saw it. He said it was really good. Yeah, Alita was definitely good. Check it out. Check it out in 3D and IMAX, whatever biggest screen you can. It's worth it for the effects alone. Excellent. Uh, yes. What movies did you guys see recently? Michael, anything new? Oh, yeah. So I remember we talked about last week how um, Serenity was sort of didn't like the trailer all too much. <laughs> um, but then Buzz is coming out barely from like Clarity saying, like, it's like, you're not going to believe this movie. Like, and so the article people saying, like, it's so genius and shit, right? But like somewhat satirically. Uh, so I went and saw it out of the blue and just said, you know what? I'll drive 20 minutes to go see it right before it starts. Mm-hmm. I could not believe what I saw. <laughs> I could not believe what I saw. I witnessed. By the end of the movie, I was like stuck in a world where I'm like, I can't tell if this is like um, like amazing. The fact that this film actually was ever created, it just blows my mind. The fact that there's an all-star cast that uh, Stephen Knight, who was the director and I think writer on the film, actually made this happen. By by all accounts, a film like this should not exist. I can't yeah. I can't explain why exactly, but it shouldn't really be. It shouldn't be tangible. Like, this should not be a thing. Um, it, there's also been a whole bunch of like uh, I think marketing um, debacles going on behind the scenes where uh, stars Matthew McConaughey and uh, and Hathaway are like upset because apparently the uh, the distributor sort of backed away from promoting the film like a month before it came out that's why you haven't seen trailers for serenity that's why i was the only person in the theater i i, I rate steven a for for doing an original film uh, for it being so bonkers yeah. did i like it kind of um but <laughs> the was... twist though yeah it's like you what you're at the beginning of this thing and you think oh wow like i i think if they're insane like this will be what the movie's about and then they actually do it do with the sharks it's... you thought there were sharks in there I don't know. It's it's definitely a film that's going to be talked about for years to come, for good or bad reasons. I think it'll be um, a mix of both. Um, but yeah, I would say if you're if you're wanting to see something very out of nowhere, you might not like it. But it's ballsy, and it's... remember Anne Hathaway tried to damage control on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got a twenty two on Tomatoes. It got a thirty percent on crit- on uh, by the audience score. Um, this will probably be on on Netflix and video on demand. This is I think be in like the next three the weeks. Room. <laughs> I think th- I think there's going to be a cult falling for this in the future, man. I really think so. Yeah. There's going to be like midnight screenings for this movie. I mean, I at least that's how I feel about it. Who knows? It was just definitely it was definitely experience going into this knowing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I think there's not many films like this that are going to happen in the future, especially because of this as an example now moving forward. But right. that was Serenity. That's what I saw this week. James, what about you? 
So, so the last episode, I said that I had to leave real quick. So running I catch a, to the theater. Yeah, yeah. I made it, by the way. <laughs> Thankfully, I made it. There are like, a bunch right of old on. people in there. You had to knock over them. <laughs> like out of, out of the way, Grandpa. Yeah, you had to kick the mole man. Yeah, out of the way, Grandpa. You lived through it. I haven't. <laughs> but actually, no. The screen I went to because it was sort of a late screening. Like there was only like maybe five other people in there. Oh wow. Um, and for those who who don't know what I'm talking about, I am of course uh, referring to "They Shall Not Grow Old." This is the new documentary from Peter Jackson, in which he takes uh, old old World War One footage from the Imperial War Museum, and he he and his team just transform it into in, into like something amazing. Like it, it's a lot more than just like colorizing the film. You know, and, you know, Nick, you've talked about this, too. Like, how, you know, they colorize it, they add frames to it. Um, yeah. And just, like, watching the whole movie, movie, like, as soon as it transitioned from, from like, the black and white footage to the color footage, like, like my mouth was open and about brought a tear to my eye. I was just like, oh, my God, this is, th- th- this is incredible. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, hmm. absolutely, and like, and this was, and like, you know, seeing this, like, you know, when it was still like considered, you know, like only a few screenings, you know, for certain days. Now it's gotten a much wider release, and and I definitely implore people out there, like, if it's playing at your theater, you definitely need to go see it. This is probably one of, probably one of Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson's, like greatest like technical achievements in film oh damn since since with lord of the rings and what's even cooler is that there's news that that he he's been commissioned to make a beatles documentary about their time at abbey road studios which i cannot wait for um so he struck he struck gold with this one he real he really did and and it yeah he he really needs to and i was so mad like when they announced like the when they announced the Oscars for like best documentary, mm-hmm. I was so mad that it what that that movie wasn't up for best documentary. And then a friend of mine sent me a link saying that, oh, it missed the deadline for to be submitted. Oh. And I'm like, that's a shame. So, but but then I was still angry about why won't you be my neighbor wasn't nominated. Yeah, I think the Oscars this year is definitely a interesting topic. It is, yeah. Um, and then yesterday, I took my little brother to go see Kid Who Would Be King. Ooh, how was that? You know, for what it is, it's it's actually a, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I don't I don't think it. I mean, obviously, like it's uh, obviously it's kind of tanking at the box office. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, it's losing money sadly. Um, but it's but it's definitely definitely got like the same you know vein of humor. You know, like the Cornetto trilogy, or, or like, uh, what was the what was the other movie Joe Cornish? Attack the Block. Yeah. If you ever mm-hmm. saw Attack the Block, definitely in that same vein, but it's definitely much more kid friendly, um, and it's got Andy Serkis's son as the main kid, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, but yeah, de- definitely, definitely, uh, definitely a good time, I would say. So yeah, uh, definitely see they shall not grow old and also the kid who would be king because i haven't seen it but i've heard it's good so 
And if you're in for a bonkers time and you want to just fuck shit up for yourself, go see Serenity. Dude, before you see it, you gotta heat up glass and do a dab. Oh my goodness. I think I actually read this hilarious article from the Esquire who was, who was talking about, uh, like, reviewed the film. And he said, get high and get ready to experience <laughs> something you'll never see again or something along <laughs> that lines. It was just, like, a perfect example of what I thought about that film. It was bonkers. Dang. So, yeah, I guess with that, the way you can get into the movie news. So, first story is something that I was really excited about. Uh, Upgrade director Lee Wanell is tackling the Invisible Man for Universal. And he also has the help of Blumhouse with him this time. So that should be really interesting. It looks like Universal is kind of doing what people wanted them to do with the monster movies, which is to make good movies, but rather not like focus on a cinematic universe. Because I think this is from Variety, their report, and basically they said that they're not trying to build to a shared universe. All the movies can be standalone if they want to, like based on the director, their choice. Um, also, they have freedom with the rating, too, so they can make R-rated movie, they can make PG-13, whatever they want to do for the story. So, I mean, I think it sounds really cool. I loved Upgrade. It was one of my favorite movies of last year, so this is good news to me. Uh, Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, before it got confirmed, there were sort of rumors and people like ex- sort of speculating, especially when the uh, that new MonsterVerse, yeah. the Dark Universe, got announced people were like kind of confused and they're like oh man i really wish they took a a smaller budget approach and blumhouse you know got a chance to do these monster movies so it's kind of crazy to me to think that they actually are doing this now i haven't seen upgrade and i'm not really familiar with his previous stuff so um i've heard great things though so i think it's a cool idea on paper and i hope they actually end up coming with a solid product and from there if they go if they want to they can make them like you said uh, a share universe but if they just want to make them solo stories then yeah. by all means as long as you make really good movies with these characters too in a in a new uh, innovative way but also has some of their origin um and what made them so cool to begin with yeah i'm down it's interesting that it's the invisible man though this time because the first time they did the dracula untold thing remember that didn't work oh and then they did the mummy work. that didn't work so it's like <laughs> Well, think, think like maybe it's similar to uh, I don't want to say DC, but they went for Batman Aquaman. and Superman. They went for the, they went for the bigger characters. It didn't necessarily work. They went for some of the more little obscure side characters, similar with Marvel. And maybe this is what they're gonna do and hit some gold here. Yeah, I think it could work. Um, I think people also would like to see uh, Frankenstein's monster back and Wolfman and. Uh, I think I mentioned in another thing that Creature from the Black Lagoon probably isn't on their list anytime soon just because they did Shape of Water recently. It's kind of similar. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And I feel like that movie probably had an impact on them wanting to do uh, oh, yeah. this smaller universe. Right? They see it won an Oscar, first first of all, but it was a great film. Made a lot, made a good amount of money. So they're like, oh shit, why don't we do this? It's Blumhouse, so, I mean, they're pretty decent most of the time. I mean, every now and then Blumhouse puts out a movie like Truth or Dare. It's just, like, complete awful. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, actually, I didn't like Halloween either, so there's two strikes for me with Blumhouse. Yeah, I'm with you there. I was not a fan of Halloween. Um, Oh, also, one thing, uh, just speaking on Blumhouse for a second... Um, mm-hmm. Jason Blum did an interview recently and he was saying that they're working on like some kind of their own cinematic universe the Blumhouse properties like their own stuff and that oh, gosh. they are trying to acquire um, 
the rights to Scream and Freddy and Jason, I think, or something like that. They're they're trying to get the slasher universe in 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 Blumhouse with the slashers. They're trying, I think, but I mean, honestly, like I think the slasher type movies will work with them. You know, like Scream and um, Freddy. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, also, side note, Lee Wanell's getting tons of work nowadays. Apparently he's writing the Escape from New York remake that Robert Rodriguez was supposed to do. So Yes, um, I heard about that. He might actually direct it, too. We'll, we'll have to see how that pans out. But that's interesting news. I think he's he could be a good choice for it, too. Um, but, James, what are your thoughts on like the Universal Monsters strategy now? Like, trying to do something different. I hope it really pans out well for them. Um... It's real interesting that they're doing the Invisible Man because th- is this the still the same one from the original H.G. Wells story? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. I think that's a pretty cool story to adapt. Um, I wonder how they're going to approach it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they're if they're gonna go like faithful to the source material, or if they're going to put more of a horror spin on it, because um, I'm trying to think. Because I'm trying to think back to like um, how they did War of the Worlds back in 2005, mm. um, and wasn't 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 originally like Johnny Depp attached to it, but then they dropped him. Yeah, he's not involved anymore, so they'll have to recast him. Well, it is the Invisible Man, so <laughs> <laughs> who can play Invisible? Uh, John you? Cena. <laughs> he's too <Boy>, bulky. <laughs> Imagine the level of like memeness if John Cena was cast as the Invisible Man. The internet would just instantly make this movie a shit ton of money. <laughs> Dang. Uh, no, maybe maybe someone more quiet like Ben Wisha, or that guy uh, from Bandersnatch. What was his yeah. name? The dude with the glasses and the blonde hair and everything. But yeah, I I think Invisible Man's a cool um, movie for them to do. I really like the director choice, so hopefully it works out for yeah. them. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, I didn't see Upgrade, um, but my brother actually went to go see it. They, I guess the director was, like, doing a, like, doing promotional screenings mm. across the country. And my brother, because he does, because uh, he's with the uh, DC stunt group, um, he and he and his group got to go to a screening. And I think the director was actually there mm. to, like, promote it, which yeah. was pretty cool. So, I guess uh, with that, we can move on to our next story. So, Zombieland 2 is officially titled Zombieland Double Tap, and we got our first poster for it and news that Rosario Dawson has been cast in the role. And there was kind of a follow-up story on this. Uh, One of our friends that we know, uh, Super Bro Movies, they have their own websites. They said that she's playing a character named uh, Nevada, and that she's kind of like a female version of the Woody Harrelson character. I think that's kind of cool it should be i guess they're maybe setting up her to be like his love interest or something um but i mean zombie land i really enjoyed it. it's uh probably the best ruben fleischer directed movie because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i actually don't know what else he had done besides uh that and venom i think he did another movie but it was like like really bad I think it was like some comedy or something but anyways uh what do you guys think about the news uh zombie land 2 and it's it actually is cool that it's coming exactly 10 years later also i think mm-hmm. so yeah i thought that was a pretty pretty nifty and it was a good uh first look at the film to yeah. to do it on like you know oh we're coming you know exactly ex- yeah, exactly uh exactly 10 years later one full decade 
mimic the poster too. That was a good touch. Um, and I'm excited. You know, the, 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 the title of Double Tap, I think, is pretty nifty. Uh, matches with, I guess, the theme that they're going to go for. It is, you know, balls to the wall action comedy. Um, see, it's nice to see that all the cast is returning. And um, I remember for a couple of years after that film came out, I was just waiting for a sequel because it was such an easy franchise to make. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people thought. Uh, so for it to actually finally come now, it seems like it's organic and I'm fully behind it. Yeah. James, any thoughts on uh, the new movie? Yeah, I mean, like, seeing it again, like, it just reminded me, it was just like, oh, wow, that was ten years ago. Because it seems like maybe only, like, maybe a couple of years ago that that movie came out. I remember seeing it. But, yeah, no, it's it's real good to see that they're still going forward with it. We're get you know, we're getting number two. Um, wonder wonder if they're going to go to Dan Aykroyd's house and kill him, <laughs> like they did with Bill Murray. And they'll ask him what his biggest regret was. His biggest regret is doing uh, Ghostbusters too. Or, well, yeah i i was I was thinking more. Uh, I was thinking more like his his dumb cameo as the cab driver in the 2016 Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that doesn't you know, even work ask... though because it's not the same universe. But it's like probably not. Or they'll ask. Or, or they'll switch up. It's like, what do you think your biggest success was? And he'll say, Crystal had vodka. Dang. But Ghostbusters 2 wasn't good though, right? It wasn't, but there's a lot... But there's definitely a lot of... There's a lot of, like, nostalgia for it. You know, mm. it's one of those movies where, like, yeah, you know it's not good, but, you know, you still watch it and enjoy it anyway. It's like an inferior remake of the first movie. Yeah, yeah, because that was like, because first Ghostbusters came out in '84, and that one came out in '89. Yeah, no, back to the whole like zombie, the zombie land. land thing. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was about to say getting, getting too sidetracked. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I love how they did, I love how they did like the ten year challenge, uh, poster angle. Hmm. Um, yeah, actually, that's so true. I didn't even take it. That's in line with the. You know that I'm that's trend on social media. Although it was kind of late, like I thought that that's been dead for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it well it's like with any, it's like with any meme, like it's good for a couple of weeks, and then after, and then afterwards, like you forget about it, and then at the end of the year, they'll compile a list of here here are the top memes for each month. Dude, old memes never die. Old memes die hard. I don't I don't know. Yeah, what about like, Pepe the Frog? He's still around. Or uh, Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. That one's been dead for a while, isn't it? So you, oh, you gotta yeah. bring it back. What about no? Those, those problematic memes still. The, the SpongeBob memes are always still around. Oh, oh, Sponge SpongeBob is timeless. Like it's eternal. Yeah, like the SpongeBob ones. Like they'll keep continue coming up with those. <laughs> or the, or the change my mind ones. Those will always stay. Yeah, or the Simpsons reaction faces. I was about to say, uh, with the poster, like, you know, for 10 years, like, you know, not a whole, they still have, they still haven't changed a whole lot. I mean, I mean, like Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin definitely look a bit older, but Eisenberg and, (laughs) I mean, Eisenberg and Harrelson, they look pretty much the same. And do they know it will, will the film take place ago, like in real time, like a full 10 years later, or is it going to be like, you know, like a six year time, not, not explained. That's real time. Real time. Okay. Interesting. 
I wonder how the zombies are going to be, like, how, the, like, the world will be ten years into apocalypse like that. Yeah. Well, it said there's, like, some kind of upgraded, like, mutant zombies in this one now. Like, there's different <laughs> me, types sorry. or something. So. Well, I guess we're going to need the double tap then. Yeah. Um, speaking of zombie movies, though, uh, this has been, like, a monster-themed week or something, because this news came out of literally nowhere. I think this was from THR broke this, that uh, Zack Snyder is coming back to movies to direct his Dawn of the Dead sequel that he was trying to make back in, like, 07. That just kind of fell through at the time. It's titled Army of the Dead, and it's also taking place in Las Vegas. But this time he's partnering up with Netflix, and according to his statement, he says the chains are off this time, so he's going full Snyder. He has no restrictions at all, because it's like Netflix, you know, they can kind of just give you money and just do whatever you want. Um... So, I mean, it should be interesting. I actually re-watched his Dawn of the Dead the other night because it's on HBO streaming, and I, I still like that movie. It's still probably one of my favorite movies that he's done, besides, like, 300, I would say. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope it's good. I think that, personally, the choice to do the DC movies was a big mistake he made. I think he should have just kept doing, like, original stuff or, like, kind of you know, working the same kind of wheelhouse that he was doing, like, stuff like Sucker Punch and all that kind of thing, because, I mean, that's really what he kind of excels at, but, I don't know, what do you guys think about the news? Michael, any thoughts? Zack Schneider? Uh, I, I I like the news that he's coming back to film. I think, um, you know, he's been taking a, a well-deserved break, and obviously the unfortunate things that happened, um, but I'm, I'm happy to see that he's coming back Mm-hmm. zombie sequel on Netflix? Maybe he needs to get his creativity out, just go go wild on Netflix. A Netflix, a Netflix film, like you said, where he has a lot of free reign. So yeah. I'm interested to see what the final product will be. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it could be cool. Um, James, any thoughts on uh, Schneider? Yeah. Um, I definitely th- I definitely think Netflix is a, is a pretty good platform for him to work on. Um, and hopefully, you know, we get the Schneider of old from... You know, to the, from the late two thousands. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like three, three hundred. Um, I also, I also really enjoyed his Watchmen. Hmm. Okay. I I thought that was really good, but but I think but I think with but I think with those is that like with Watchmen it's with Watchmen and three hundred like they're pretty much like scene for scene same as the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Like like if. Like if you like read the graphic novel of Watchmen, for example, and watch the movie, outside of a, outside of a few minor variations, like they're pretty much the same, you know. And I think, you know, and like even like his like on tenure with DC, like obviously I don't really like the movies that he directed, but at the same time, you know, like he worked on Wonder Woman, and I thought Wonder Woman was great, but I guess we'll just have to have to see now. Is he so? Is this a movie that he's doing, or is this like a like a limited series that he's gonna do? It's a movie. I think it's. I think it's just one movie, but because but Netflix does typically have like oh they they have like a three deal three movie deal or something like that. But okay. I think for this one, it's just one and done for for at least that we know so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll def- Yeah, definitely looking forward to see like what he brings, you know, to that and like, you know, like with because he's working on Netflix like. <laughs> like you said earlier, he's he's probably no, he's probably allowed to do a whole lot more than if he were to just 
make it straight to movie theaters. I think he was getting the same amount of money that Bright was made for, like, 80 or 90 million. So, I mean, it okay. should be interesting to see. It actually sounds kind of crazy, the, the like, log line or whatever, the synopsis is basically like, uh, this guy puts together, like, a team of mercenaries in Vegas to pull off some kind of heist during the zombie apocalypse. So it's like the hurricane heist or something. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, man. So, I don't, I don't know. It sounds kind of wild. But, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's supposed to start shooting by the summer of this year. And pro- probably be released next year. Like spring, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm. And speaking of wild, Nick, do you know what else is oh, really man. wild? Dude, the, this freaking... Verbatim bonkers. Like, they heard my reaction. I watched the trailer for this <laughs> film uh, like as we were prepping the notes for this episode. And I was literally saying the exact same things right there, like... This is insane, crazy, swearing. I could not believe what I saw. <sighs> the Hobbs and Shaw trailer finally came out. Um, the Fast and Furious spinoff. It's so weird, this franchise now. Like, I was telling him, it's like a superhero movie. Like, you have Idris Elba's villain. He's, like, literally a superhuman. He can punch through walls down. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the first 15 seconds of this trailer it confused the hell out of me. At first, I'm like, wait, what? Idris Elba's here? What is he doing here? And then he's like, I'm super, I need a super suit and uh, the my muscular. I was like, what are we doing now? <laughs> I'm like, this is a, fa-. like, I thought this was a trailer for another film, but it was it was actually Hobbs and, uh, and Shaw, so they're going the superhero route now. Um, I actually really like the first minute and, like, a half of this trailer. Um... I think like after that it starts to just become a little too much, and they're showing me what the film most likely, most likely is gonna be, where it's extremely over the top, um, <laughs> fighting, cars going over helicopters, shooting, you know, turrets. Um, wasn't he a superhero in like the last film though? Yeah. Like I remember watching the last Fast and the Furious movie and thinking, Jesus Christ! Like The Rock is literally a superhero. He was throwing around people like he was All Might. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I don't. So I guess I don't it makes know. sense. I, my whole thing is like, I don't like the angle with um, Idris Elba's villain. I wish they would have kept it more grounded, and he was just so like some kind of like black ops car dealer or something. Like this franchise is so far removed from like actual racing and cars now. It's like I don't even know what it is. <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna What's gonna happen? So they go in this film they realize like they're gonna have to end this with like either Hobbs or Shaw both of them getting some sort of super suit no like that's that's gonna be a thing we we all know it how what's what are the next Fast and Furious main movies gonna be are they gonna go to space now or something or that's that's the question what's gonna happen (laughs) the question is do you think this is gonna like they're gonna actually find a really interesting audience here and they're actually going to make a whole franchise out of this do you think that's a, a possibility mm, maybe but or do you think it might be a flop rock has so many projects lined up i feel like this is going to be a one-off thing who knows i mean the if the money is like ridiculous maybe he'll just pull the trigger and be like all right let's do another one right away but who knows and he saw his black item he's been involved, involved with since like five years now so 
So unfortunately, that's where the podcast ends due to some technical difficulties that we had recording this episode, but that was pretty much the gist of the conversation. Thank you all for tuning in to Hybrid Movies episode 61. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at who's underscore Nick. You can find Michael everywhere online at farewell 34 You can follow James over on Twitter at HairBeverage. And if you want to get your question answered by us on air, you can drop it below on YouTube, SoundCloud, or Twitter with the hashtag AskHybridMovies. Again, thank you all for tuning in every week. We'll catch you guys next time.